Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Sam and Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Those other talk show hosts want to charge you for their websites. We give ours away. FreeTalkLive.com. Last night, uh, we I sold this story that we never got to, and Mark, I think we should uh, blow out the gate here in the beginning of the show with it. Uh, it's about somebody who was arrested for a felony recording, as though making a recording could be a crime worthy of a felony charge. What happened? This is from Cyril, the Cyril Hughes blog, and it says, the world's number one source for custom motorcycle news. Motorcycle speeder charged with felony for posting traffic stop video on YouTube. A Maryland man now faces up to five years in prison after he recorded his traffic stop last month in Harford County. Gaber was uh, speeding with his motorcycle with a camera attached to his helmet recording his ride. A state trooper in an unmarked car pulled over Gaber for reckless driving. The trooper is seen in this YouTube video that Gaber posted, jumping out of the car and telling Gaber to get off that motorcycle, get off the motorcycle, get off the motorcycles, state police. The trooper is seen pointing his, uh, pulling his gun immediately after getting out of the unmarked car. It is not until five seconds after he exits the car that he identifies himself as a Maryland state trooper. Maryland is a two-party consent state, and that means that you can't record somebody without telling them. It's a felony to break that law. That's exactly the uh, what state police told the motorcyclist when they came to his house more than a month after he'd been pulled over. I don't want to go to jail. I haven't really done anything wrong. It isn't a violent crime. No one was injured. No one was hurt, said Gaber. That ultimately is to be decided by a judge. My personal opinion is that Gaber was recording um, before he was stopped. and the opinion of the article. Yes, uh, the, the, the person writing it. If I saw anybody in uh, plain clothes stopping and pulling me out, um, out with a gun, I would have thought that I was getting robbed. Gaber stopped recording after the state trooper identified himself. Hmm. And so they later on down the line saw the video and charged him? When did they figure out that he, that he had the video? I, I About a month later. Part. A month later. Yeah. And apparently it's uh, you know, they're upset that the guy pulled his you know basically pulled his gun too soon. Uh, it was ridiculous the way they pulled his gun and and he stopped recording after you know after the guy identified himself as a police officer. And it's not that it's illegal to record a police officer. What the uh, the felony charge for eavesdropping typically relates to is an expectation of privacy. Mm. And I don't know. That's that, how it is uh, here in New Hampshire. Maybe it's not that. Where was this? Maryland. 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 So maybe it's not necessarily. We'd have to that read that, but it's typically the same, you know, across the board because they've copied the federal uh, statute. And if if you're outside, you certainly don't have an expectation of much privacy. Or if, if you're, you're working a public for public official, yeah, you're being paid by the taxpayers. Do you really think you have an expectation of privacy? These guys love to be protected. They cameras cameras scare cops. Right, well, they, they're used to doing whatever the heck they want to do. Right. And this whole new advent of the technology where somebody can get a video quality camera and put it up for the world to see on YouTube is something brand new and scary to them. They just don't know what yeah. to do about it. They haven't figured out, oh, maybe we should stop acting like a bunch of jerks with guns <laughs> and uh, start treating the public as though they're our paying customers. They they haven't figured that part out yet, and and it's you know it's it's going to be a it's going to be a tough uh, you know adjustment. change for them yeah big adjustment for them to act like they work for us. So what's going to happen here? I mean, uh, do you remember the story where there was a guy here in New Hampshire who was arrested on similar charges? 
the cops, uh, some detectives had come over to his house asking questions about his son, his teenage son. Uh, they were, I guess, in the front door area. He had some recording devices installed in his house. And a sign that said that he had recording devices. Right. And so he recorded that, uh, that and the recording caught these detectives being rude and mm-hmm. obnoxious and shoving their way into this home and, and just being jerks. And so he brings the tape down to the uh, the police station to because he, th- he didn't know. He didn't know it was a problem to uh, with their laws to do well, what he did. He so knew he that brings, he'd, be, he'd received poor customer service from these detectives, right. and he wanted their boss to do something about it. So he brings it down. The tape is evidence of what these officers did uh, while they were on duty, and uh, that's when they arrested him. They said, oh, well, you recorded our officers? Well, you're under arrest and felony charges. And and I'm trying to remember what happened in that case. Was he was the were the, did they drop the charge? I don't know. Did it didn't seem guilty? like it went anywhere. I I know that we talked about what it was, and I wish I could remember the guy's name, but I don't uh, I don't remember any of that. So maybe our lovely producers out there can recall what that case was. Dig it up for us. Yeah, because I wonder I wonder what happened to him. I just wonder in this case, are they going to push for a, a plea bargain? That's likely what they're going to do. We found out recently that. Uh, Curtis, who was uh, one of the activists up here, Sovereign Curtis, busted for marijuana distribution. We find out that no one in the history of New Hampshire, maybe even the history of the country, but nobody in the history of of New Hampshire at the very least, has actually taken this particular charge, marijuana distribution, to trial. They've all taken the plea bargain. Every single person that's ever been charged with distributing marijuana in the history of the war on drugs in the state of New Hampshire has taken the plea bargain. And so, similarly, in this case, where you've got this law that we're going to presume that in Maryland it has to do with an expectation of privacy, you've got this law that says that – or the statute – that says that, well, you can't do this and you can't do that, and they charge people with it, and then it's scary because it's a felony – and felonies are several years in prison usually. It's usually misdemeanor is under one year. Felonies more than a year. So this guy's probably looking at some serious jail time for recording this cop. They're going to come at him and they're going to say, well, look, you know, we're going to give you a break. We know you didn't know. You learned your lesson. Just plead guilty. You'll get six months probation or a three years probation. Whatever it is, they'll throw at him. They'll throw him something that won't give him jail time. It'll still own him in that he'll be under the probation system of the state, which, of yeah. course, when you're under probation, it means that it's real easy to go to jail because it's easy to violate probation. And he'll be tempted because on one hand, he'll be able to take it to court, possibly win and maybe even overturn this bad uh, this bad law. On the other hand, he's also risking going to jail if he's convicted. And there's no guarantee that the government courts are going to back him up. The government courts are more likely going to support the government, and he'll have to uh, appeal up as many levels as he possibly can, and that's going to cost a lot of money. Can he find a lawyer who's willing to take on the case pro bono? Can he afford to hire a lawyer for something like that? Uh, yeah, I don't see why a lawyer would would particularly want to take that pro bono. I mean, There what's... are all the incentives in the world for him to just take the plea bargain. So maybe it is a bogus crime. Maybe, the, maybe it's just nonsense. Maybe the cops know that they don't even have a case, but they don't have to have a case if you don't take it to trial. They can have the flimsiest, nonsense, garbage case, and as long as they charge you and you say, okay, I'll take the plea bargain, they don't have to prove anything beyond any shadow of a doubt or beyond uh, whatever the other preponderance of evidence is, the different uh, levels of proof depending on what the, the crime is that people have been charged with. And if it's shown that they are completely falsely accusing some person of a crime, that they've just targeted them, nothing happens. 
I mean, it's not like there's any punishment for for them going out and misusing the law to try and control people's behaviors in ways that it was never intended. It's That's just, right. well, okay, Darn too, it. too bad. Yeah. We know better next time. Yeah, it's just like the story we uh, read last week about the, uh, the the British cops breaking into people's homes. They get caught doing it, caught red-handed doing it. They have to admit, oh, well, yeah, it turns out it was illegal for us to do that. We're sorry. Yeah, well, right here in Keene, New Hampshire, there was a, a local police officer who came to my home. And when I pulled, I haven't released this video, but when I pulled the video camera up and started recording him, he told me as he stood on my front porch and mm. I was inside my own home that it was a felony for me to record him. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing this video. You're just making that up. I mean, yeah, well, I told him, you know, well, they can I, make I don't whatever think they so. want up. He told me I better uh, do the the research and look at the laws. And I'm, <laughs> it's your responsibility, Sam. <laughs> yeah, well, I already have, and it doesn't say what you're telling me. So yeah, I'm pretty. That's clear. your interpretation. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I told the chief, and he he laughed. Thought it was pretty funny that uh, that one of his officers did that. Oh, and I'm sure he went right out and gave him a good solid reprimand. Yeah. Well, he you didn't, can't tell people something's a felony a, that's not. He didn't want to make an official statement on it, but he said he'd talk to the the guy. 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever might happen to be on your mind. There's a pretty big announcement here. Uh, one of the guests that I've been trying to get on this program for years is looking like he's finally going to come on the show this Saturday. I think I can say this without jinxing it because I think it's pretty important to announce a guest this big. Normally, I don't like to announce guests because when you announce them, it seems like they don't ever come on. So more coming up. We'll explain who that is in a bit. Do you need a new computer but don't seem to have the money to buy one? Is your credit stopping you from buying the newest computers that you need today? Then My Computer Club is your answer to buy that new computer or laptop now and pay for it later. Finance top quality new computers and laptops and hundreds of other electronics. There are no credit checks, no turndowns. If you're 18 years or older and have proof of income, you're approved. Prices start at just $22 a month. Go to MyPCCredit.com and finance your new computer today. That's MyPCCredit.com. This is Free Talk Live, and a heads up to our board operator, I do not see you on the instant messenger, so I have no idea if anybody has called me. Hopefully you're listening. 800-259-9231 is our number. You can take control of the airwaves, and if you call that number, let the board op know that uh, we're not connected (laughs) via instant message. 800-259-9231, you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Give you the features on the site for free, including our archives. So you can go back, uh, jump into the podcast. We got them all the way back to the beginning of 2009, completely free for you over at freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. Your best chance at achieving liberty in your lifetime is to get together with other like-minded, liberty-oriented people and get active. All in the same place. And that's what's happening. We've had, we've had hundreds of people uh, make the move here to New Hampshire and thousands more are coming. Over 10,000 people now have pledged to make the move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. We're looking to reach 20,000 at the very least. And uh, But we don't, you don't have to wait. You don't have to wait until 20,000 until you come here because the action's happening now and it just keeps getting better and new people are moving in every single week. So come on up. 
or learn more over at freestateproject.org and then make an excuse to get up here. The Porcupine Freedom Festival is coming up here in the next couple months. Uh, you can go to porkfest.com, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T, porkfest.com to learn more about that and get signed up. I am really looking forward to uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival. It's going to be bigger and better than it ever has, and it's always been uh, a really fun event. So head over to freestateproject.org to learn more about the Free State Project. As we continue here, we will take your phone calls about whatever you want. Started the show out with a disturbing story about a guy who was getting – he got pulled over on his motorcycle, happened to have a recording device on him, put the video up on YouTube, and then the cops charged him later on with a felony. Felony wiretapping is, I believe, what the the charge is. And it's just absolutely outrageous. And, Sam, you can relate. I mean, you spent 58 days in a jail cell because you dared to record out in the open in a public court lobby here in Keene, New Hampshire, last year. Right. And that's, it seems so clearly illegal for them to do these things. But then again, what we say doesn't matter. Our opinion of what the laws, what their laws say, of what their statutes uh, say, doesn't matter. Well, it's only the men in the robes' opinions that matter to them. Well, we can just agree to disagree on this one, Ian. We can agree to disagree. That's what I was told recently by one of the cops here in town. And as I pointed out to him, well, that's fine. We can disagree, but I get to go to jail if I disagree with you and actually do something about it. If I, if I actually do more than just verbally disagree, if I actually withhold my money from you and your system, then you'll take my house from me. And if I decide I don't want to go along with you and your rules, maybe you want to walk down the street smoking a joint uh, in front of the, uh, you know, the police department or something like that. I just want to keep the money that I've earned and, uh, you know, spend it and give it away in the way that I feel is best. Yeah, you're not free to do that. So that's not a freedom that uh, that we have. And similarly, this uh, this man on the motorcycle wasn't free to operate a recording device that was fully within his possession in a in a public location in a pub- public place. In many cases, the cops have their own recording devices. Not in all departments, not every cop car, but in a lot of places, when you're dealing with the cop, you should presume that you're being recorded. You darn sure should. Yeah, I mean it's amazing. In the lobby, the very same lobby they arrested me in for filming. They now have their own cameras where they record, and I, yes. I, don't, I didn't get uh, give them consent to record me. It seems that the government never really asks, but they're happy to restrict cameras, even though theirs are sitting up there in the ceiling recording everything that we do because, you know, we're the serfs. Now, that's new. They just added the, the camera system here uh, recently, so that'll make it interesting the next time somebody does bring a camera into uh, the court lobby to point out, well, well wait a minute. Your cameras are on. Why can't ours be on? It's a clear. It'd be a clear double standard. Yeah. Well, so. they're going to say because oh, we have minors coming in here and we have to protect their identity. But again, yeah. they're misinterpreting the laws. If you actually look at it, it says you can't put their name and and uh, the name and picture of a minor who's there for court in the newspapers. You can't publish that. Right, and no one has ever made an effort to record any minor that uh, that was coming into the court. Yeah, and tag their name as well. I mean, that's right. the other requirement for this thing. But they so, just get to make it up. I they mean, do. they it's like the, the cop that came to your front door said, you can't record me. You were standing inside your own home. That's a felony for you to record me. Nonsense. He's just making it up. Yeah. But if people believe what these people, these uh, government uh, people say... If you believe what they say, then that's your fault yeah. for, I, I for mean, being a sucker. To think that the police can walk up to your house and start screaming orders for you to obey inside of your own home through your window or door, that is insane. 
That, that, and that's exactly what he was doing. Oh, no, you can't film me in your own house. I'm sorry. Toll-free number here for your thoughts is uh, 800-259-9231. CarlosMiller.com, great blog site. Uh, it's called Photography is Not a Crime. We've uh, we've had Carlos on the, the show in the past, and he does a really great job of, of uh, keeping track of all kinds of in, uh, instances of people like us, regular folks, using video cameras in regards to governmental uh, actions, specifically usually the police. And he, d- he does a real good job of keeping up to, uh, up to date on this and what's going on out there. There was a video posted actually by a listener of ours, uh, George, George Donnelly, in Philadelphia. He was out at a fully informed jury association outreach recently with uh, Julian Hecklin, who, as you may recall, if you've listened to the show for a, or for a few months, we heard about this Julian character. He was arrested for doing FIJA, Fully Informed Jury Association, outreach out in front of the federal courthouse in Manhattan. He was uh, arrested. He was force, forcibly drugged and then released. And he's been arrested and released several times in this very same location for going out and handing out pamphlets about jury nullification to uh, people that were passing in front of the federal courthouse in Manhattan. And Clearly a dangerous man. <laughs> so this gentleman, uh, Julian, Julian Hecklin, is actually going on tour now. He's going to different federal courthouses around the country and is... Passing out fully informed jury association information. You can go to uh, FIJA.org to learn about, uh, more about the fully informed jury association. It's a great organization that helps educate jurors, potential jurors, to their right to actually say not guilty based on their feelings about the law. Not on whether or not the law was broken, but their feelings about the law. If they think the law is just or not, they get to uh, to vote how they feel. And that's what the FIJA is letting people know. And, of course, the feds do not want you to uh, inform potential jurors about this. So they're cracking down much harder than we've ever seen any of the local boys crack down on FIJA. Up here, it's no problem. We go out, we do FIJA every month during jury selection. We hit 90% of the jurors with the Fully Informed Jury Association outreach, and and uh, the bureaucrats don't say word one to us about it. We've been doing it now for almost two years here in uh, in Keene, New Hampshire. But at the federal courthouses, they're not used to it. They, uh, they certainly aren't used to people coming up and handing out flyers, and they certainly aren't used to people uh, continually doing it, coming back after they've been arrested. It's this just, guy keeps coming back. It's just smacks of jury tampering to them. You know, no, you can't. No, we don't, we're the only ones who get to talk to the jury. I think they've – I don't know what they've charged him with. I know they've cited him with – I think it was trespassing or something like that. Uh, but he's going to be coming maybe to a federal courthouse near you. I don't think he has his own website, though. So George Donnelly, I believe uh, his blog is Arm Your Mind. Let me make sure here. Arm. Yeah, George, it's actually just georgedonnelly.com. There was a list there the other day of some of the upcoming locations where Julian was going to be. But while George was out with Julian at the Philadelphia Federal Courthouse, they had something like a dozen cops come out. And harass them. And one cop said something really choice that I want to play for you here in a little bit. We'll share that. Also take your phone calls, 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com 
You can take control of the airwaves. Dial on in toll-free at 800-259-9231. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free. We've got a wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you. W-I-K-I wiki.freetalklive.com. We'll get you there, and you can get interactive. Tired of that slow ride down Fat Hill? Well... I am too, and I've been taking Lumathin Plus. It's a uh, it, it's a super concentrated Caraluma for, formula that uh, I managed to get put together by a, a, a group of experts. Go check it out at LumathinPlus.com. I believe in it so much, I bought the company. LumathinPlus.com. All right, 800-259-9231. Sam is here with us from ObscuredTruth.com, a man very familiar uh, with... A close encounters with the law enforcement kind when it comes to having video cameras. And we're sharing with you here, uh, we're going to share with you a little little clip of audio. There's a much longer video up over at carlosmiller.com. Uh, also, originally came from georgedonnelly.com. George Donnelly is a, a liberty activist and agorist who is, I, I believe he's planning on making a move to New Hampshire here in, within the next few years. He and, certainly frequents the uh, the Liberty Forum and Porkfest, right? Yep. In the meantime, he is getting his activism on there in Philadelphia, and he showed up with Julian Hecklin, who is a fully informed jury association activist. They teamed up. They brought out a couple other uh, Liberty activists from the area to uh, to go out to the federal courthouse there in Philly and do some fully informed jury association outreach, informing people that, of their right as a juror to judge based on not just the facts of the case, but their opinion of the government statutes, their opinion of the government's so-called law. It's a, such an important bit of outreach. It's, I think, one of the most – it's one of the easiest and most important uh, things that uh, that activists can do because if you can change just one juror's mind – if you can inform at least one juror that they have the right to uh, to judge based on their feelings and not just the facts in the case, then you can you can hang a jury, and that doesn't mean that they can't try the person again. But it certainly makes things more inconvenient uh, for the state. And so continued outreach, as far as FIJA is concerned, is a very valuable thing for activists to do. It doesn't take a lot of time. Uh, you just show up when jury selection is happening. Around here, that's once a month. In fact, sometimes it's less often because some months they just don't have juries that they're p- picking because, as we talked about earlier, most people just take a plea bargain. Uh, so you go out whenever they're doing the jury selection. You bring some fully informed jury association flyers, which you can order from org, or they give you PDFs. You can download a PDF and uh, print them out at your favorite printer. So you can have your you can make your own. Like we, what we did was we put freekeen.com on the back of the actual PDF, and we send that off to the printer. Then we get nice looking flyers that don't look like they've been stamped on the back. Right. And so uh, you show up, you uh, you hand out the flyers to the people that are coming in for jury selection. You say something nice like, uh, you know, excuse me, uh, good morning, ma'am. Would you like some uh, free information about your jurors, about jurors' rights? And you smile and make eye contact. And up here, at least, like 80, 90 percent of people that are walking in will take this information. And of course they will. I mean, they're, if they ever, if you've ever been to jury selection before, it is boring. There's a lot of waiting around and uh, filling out of forms and sitting and waiting while the bureaucrats process things. At least that's how it was in Florida. I haven't done it uh, up here. Typically, people bring books and things like that if they know what they're doing, if they've been before. And so having, handing people a, a flyer for FIJA is, uh, is a way to get them to read it because they're not going to have anything else to do. So that's what they were doing. They were out front of the Philadelphia courthouse. Uh, and then all of a sudden, these U.S. marshals in black coats uh, come out, multiple marshals come out, 
And one guy, and there's, there's again a lengthy video over at georgedonnelly.com. Lengthy video, but it starts out. He starts out with the best, the highlight of the entire reel, and this, uh, and this is it. If you get too close to me with that camera, I'll take it out of your hand and ram it down your throat. Now, there's a little bit. To, I mean, that's choice right there. I mean, the, that statement alone is good enough. But if you actually watch the video, the guy that says that takes a few steps at least. He seems to be a good five, six feet away from the cameraman, from George. He steps up to him and gets in his face. And then he utters the. If you get too close to me with that camera, I'll take it out of your hand. And ram it down your throat. <laughs> he came close to George. He was the one that closed the gap of the space. George wasn't getting anywhere near this guy. He was just standing there videotaping these uh, armed goons harassing Julian Hecklin, who was there to pass out the, the Fiji Flyers. It's, it's because they don't know how to handle a challenge to their authority. When, when one of the serfs is out there with a video camera recording them and not doing exactly what they want or asking, begging for permission first... It upsets them, and sometimes they react this way, and they to them it's just it's perfectly normal. How dare you come up here? I'm trying to do this job. I'm risking my life for right. well, for all you people out here, and you want to record me? That, well, that's that's what it is to them. Is it it, it shows up as a threat? The yeah. only way that they know how to respond to threats is you know violence and threats. Right. If you had a knife, they'd be easily able to disarm you and take right. you down. But sure, they and, can't and do that. Right. The and when, so the camera's like, I, I I don't know what I don't like this. I don't know what to do. I, so they. You know, they, they resort to really what they've got, and, and it's threats, and it's it's out of place. It looks really silly. This guy is being, has probably been viewed by thousands of people at this point, and before it's all over, it's going to be viewed by tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people <laughs> saying, walking over to this guy and saying, hey, if you get any closer to me with that camera, I'm going to take it out of your hand and yeah. ram it down your throat. And, and we've been talking about how this is the change that's sort of sweeping over society. Camera phones are, are uh, available and plentiful, and it's easy to yep. stream from the Internet. So it's changing the relationship that the people have with the police who are trying to order them around and, and used to, to getting their way. And I, I think one of the ways they're pushing back in the movie uh, Hurt Locker that I thought was not really a great movie that won all of the Emmy or, or Golden mm-hmm. Globe Awards, whatever it was, uh, in there, there's a scene where the guy comes out with a camera and they're like, oh, we're going to be on YouTube. Watch him, watch him. And they, they just turned him into this huge threat. And then there were some people in a minaret tower that were waving or something. They're like, hey, they're signaling to the cameraman. And they just made it into this huge, stressful situation. And and I know that they're trying to uh, sort of relay and tie that into something like this, where everyday people are just out in public filming public officials doing absolutely nothing wrong, and they want to play it up and hype it as though it's dangerous to record police. You have to do what they say. You must obey at all times and do not question anything. And if you do that, if you do what they say, then you are a serf. You are one of their subjects. But if you stand tall and you stand up for the right to record and you stand up for the right to uh, to record something in a public place, especially they're right out on a sidewalk here. Freedom of the press, then you know. they'll jam the camera down your throat. Well, luckily, uh, he actually did not do any camera jamming. If you get too close to me with that camera, I'll take it out of your hand. And ram it down your throat. I love the dramatic pause. <laughs> yeah. Like, he, he's, <laughs> I'm, down such, your throat. I'm such a badass, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> Just that bad. Yeah. There ain't no controlling me, buddy. So, Outside of Philly, 
I'm bad, bad Leroy Brown. <laughs> Later on in the video, uh, again, a whole bunch of these suited guys are out there. And then later, the local cops are called out to the scene. And, and they're much more uh, friendly, uh, you know, uh, playing the good cop. And they, you know, chatted up with the, the activists. The one thing I did notice about uh, this in this particular encounter, and if you're new to doing this stuff, there's always going to be, even if you aren't new to it, there are things you're just going to mistake. And you're, you're, not, you're going to mess up in the heat of the encounter. Uh, it's hard to think of the right things to ask and, and how to handle yourself. It takes practice. And the thing I did notice that, that uh, the, the government guys were effective about was getting them to stop handing out the flyers. Because the entire time the government people were there doing their thing, asking questions and trying to – because most of the video is the government goons trying to get the names of the activists. And the activists, to their credit, are not giving their names out, which is, of course, very upsetting to the government goons, who then in return refuse to give their names out. And there, you know, there's some back and forth about that. But throughout this entire conversation, uh, I don't notice at least anybody being handed any flyers. Now, in, in George Donnelly's uh, blog post at georgedonnelly.com, he does point out that they did distribute about 90 flyers to people that were coming out that day. So flyers were successfully Flyering distributed. Flyering isn't as exciting of, as video as uh, you know the cop threatening to jam the Well, that's there. true, but it's not all about getting exciting video. I think George Donnelly wasn't there with the intention to get exciting video. He was there to ensure that they were as safe as they possibly could while they were doing the flyering. The intent of the event is not to get video. The intent of the event is to get the ideas of the fully informed jury association into people's hands. So what would the government goons have done had they just continued to hand out the flyers in their presence? I don't know. That would have been interesting to see. Maybe you could try it at your local federal courthouse when Julian comes there, because he's coming to Concord, and that's going to be fun. It's free talk live. Thousands of years ago, from the time of Moses to the time of Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, and beyond... TrustedCoins.com brings you an incredible selection of authentic Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine ancient coins, all certified authentic by world-renowned numismatic expert Ilya Slobin. Transport yourself to the distant past now at TrustedCoins.com. You get too close to me with that camera, I'll take it out of your hand and ram it down your throat. You know, I <laughs> I don't do a whole lot of production for this show. I don't do, and it's it's kind of funny. Sometimes the radio business people will tell me how well produced my show sounds. I'm like, I don't do production for my show. This, this is like the most basic radio show. We've got two music beds that could take us in and out of the uh, the segment. We go to commercials. We do news at the top of the hour, and there's not really any significant level of production that goes on here. I certainly spend a zero, next to zero time cutting out things like audio clips, but. This one is just so great. I mean, I, I, I'm just so excited about playing it. I mean, he gets right up in the, in the camera and delivers that line so clear, so perfectly. Uh, it's just, it's, a, it's well-recorded audio. Uh, thank you so much to the anonymous uh, government bureaucrat from the Philadelphia court. Because nobody, nobody knows who these men were. I mean, we know they were U- allegedly U.S. Marshals because they were wearing uh, garb that uh, had their U.S. Marshal patches on, but... None of them identified themselves. So. It's funny the way they turn that around as though if I don't give my name to them that they should you know, be able to treat, respond in exactly the same way. But they fail to realize that nobody's 
being forced to pay me to show up there and hand out literature. Yeah. Whereas we're all being forced to pay for this public servant who doesn't want to identify himself. And isn't it usually in their statutes that they have to identify themselves? Yeah, they, they do. They're supposed to. And there's also the other thing I love. But what are you going to do? This, sue them? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can waste more of your time and money. But in this, there were at least four different that I counted uh, groups or agencies at the courthouse who all came out and responded to this to try and deal with three people. It was you, amazing. You can see the uh, video footage over at georgedonnelly.com. Uh, but there's a story here from Carlos Miller. I, I just want to see what he has to say about this. But first, Mark, tell me about what you've got to tell me. Research shows that a, a one-year-old will learn twice as fast as a three-year-old and a three-year-old twice as fast as a five-year-old. These early years represent a critical time in your baby's life. There, this is absolutely the best time to teach your baby to read. We got my son, uh, Jack Wanakit, and it's it's called Monkey See, Monkey Do, and he loves it. You can get it at babyreadingkit.com. I recommend this strongly for your child. I saw him today do something that he'd uh, never done before. Either he identified a word through reading, which seems really unlikely to me, or he identified a color that um, the word was setting on. So the word yellow was setting on the, the color yellow. And he goes, yellow. And... It, it's amazing the amount of learning that's going on at my house with these uh, these kits. Babyreadingkit.com. All right, so uh, Carlos Miller does his take on the video that we're sharing the clip from you uh, from from GeorgeDonnelly.com. Miller says the irony in this, by the way, from CarlosMiller.com. The irony in the above video is the man hired to protect the courthouse from terrorists is the one doing the terrorizing by making violent threats against law-abiding citizens. If you get too close to me, well, I won't. Don't have to. If you get too close to me with that camera, I'll take it out of your hand and ram it down your throat. <laughs> so he told uh, George Donnelly after getting in his face, uh, Miller says, I would like nothing more than to see that man eat his own words. The incident occurred outside a Philadelphia courthouse. As we explained to you, they were doing jury nullification outreach. As the group was handing out pamphlets, several men in coats, ties, and walkie-talkies approached them, asking them what they were doing as if it wasn't already obvious. The men asked the demonstrators for their names. The demonstrators asked the guards for their names. Neither side wanted to provide their names. It doesn't appear that Pennsylvania has a stop-and-identify law, which, even if they did, it would require an officer to detain them under reasonable suspicion before he can arrest them for refusing to provide their names. This is a law that is uh, is found in some states around the, the country. It's just, I keep using the term law. It's a common statute. Uh, it's one of their government statutes that uh, is found in many states where a cop can... Uh, ask you to identify yourself, but he has to have some sort of reasonable suspicion that you are involved in a criminal uh, in a criminal act. So he can't just wholesale stop everybody that he is uh, is seeing on the street and demand of them their names. Now that's not to say he can't ask, because a cop can stop you anywhere he is. Sure, anybody so, can ask you any question they want. Right. So to be crystal clear, if you're walking down the street and a cop comes up to you and asks you a question. Uh, you you know you don't have to answer him. That's a contact. You're free to walk away, and that's one of the things they talk about in Ten Rules for Dealing with the Police, which is a great video. You should look for it on YouTube. Uh, but th- if they have this stop and identify law, then suppose, supposedly a cop can legally require you to give your name, but he has to have a legal requirement of having reasonable suspicion, reasonable uh, suspicion that a crime has been committed. So I think it would be fair for you if you were in one of those states to. Uh, if you wanted to be so-called law-abiding, to ask him, well, what's your reasonable, reasonable suspicion, or am I being detained? Because you also have to have reasonable suspicion to detain somebody for an investigation. As, as I'm understanding, Sam is nodding here. Typically, yeah. Uh, so uh, we continue here. 
So Miller says, and it's not even clear if these men were law enforcement officers or just security guards. Either way, you'd think that departmental or company policy would require them to identify themselves when asked. It appears as if they were just security guards, although they were wearing some type of badge. I paused the video, and it looked like it said U.S. Marshals. One guy kept demanding, why are you here? Which was pretty evident by the signs they were holding up and the pamphlets they were handing out. And the guard, of course, brings up terrorism as an excuse to harass the demonstrators who are only... terrorists exer- come with signs and pamphlets. <laughs> you know? I mean, this, it's so ludicrous. It's like there's not even a veil no. on the fact that they're trying to prevent Americans from protesting, which is their First Amendment right, on government property, which is property that they paid for. It's disgusting. It's crazy. And that's all they have to do is just utter, well, terrorism, terrorism, terrorism. I mean, obviously I can't protest on someone else's property. That would be a violation of their property rights. It wouldn't make much sense to uh, to protest on my own property. And I can tell you that they go after your property, too, with their uh, little sign ordinances and things like that. Mm -hmm. They don't want Americans to be able to protest their government. That was one of the first objections uh, early on in George's video that came out. And, well, why did you guys pick the federal courthouse? Why, Why don't you do the state? or local ones you know why yeah, us? why us? why didn't you go somewhere else <laughs> why don't you go somewhere else why don't you take your federal courthouse and get the hell out of whatever state you're in in fact coming up of course uh, two days from now is uh, tax day and nothing's really been put together out here yet so we'll see if we can put something together real quick as far as uh, doing some activism and, and the, if you're going to do activism on tax day the best place to do it is the postal service, the main location for the postal uh, service, and whatever your town is, that's where the the the, uh, the procrastinators will go. The people who have waited till the very last minute, uh, who haven't filed for extensions to turn in their government tax forms, will be coming to your local post office. So if you want to reach them with signage, if you want to reach them with flyers. Uh, a megaphone. A megaphone, yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. It depends on how heavy things are. Megaphones kind of seem silly if it's just a trickle of people coming in. Right. Um, and usually it's not much more than that during the during most of the hours. Things get a little busier, usually around 5 or noontime or something like that. Yeah, it, well, in the big cities, there's always uh, pictures of the news at you know 11 o'clock at night, lines of cars going mm. up to put their forms in the mailbox. So uh, so a little more from the story here. Carlos Miller, he points out that uh, the guards bring up terrorism as their excuse to harass the demonstrators. So while the guards are trying to sort out the dilemma by speaking to their superiors on the walkie-talkie, one of the guards gets in the face of the videographer and makes his threat. Donnelly has a little more patience than I would in that regard because I would have welcomed the son of a bitch to do so. And, of course, do what? If you get too close to me with that camera, I'll take it out of your hand and ram it down your throat. And ram it down your throat. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> like, it's like you were in one of those action films or something. You're, you're like Action Jackson. <laughs> So that's uh, that's that. CarlosMiller.com, great blog site. Uh, add that to your aggregator if you uh, if you are one of those who has a blog aggregator. He does a great job of really keeping an eye on people who are keeping an eye on the police. And he himself was uh, was brought into this world accidentally. He happened to be in Miami, uh, which is where he lives and uh, does his business as a professional photographer. Was noticing that there was somebody who'd had a car accident. He's got his camera with him. He's a photographer. He gets out, starts snapping photos of the accident scene. And that's when he was surrounded by uh, uh, what it appears to be at least four cops. There's a picture at the header of his blog at carlosmiller.com of what happened to him the night that he was arrested for taking pictures of the police. So in some cases, 
you actually end up going to jail for using your so-called First Amendment rights, uh, freedom of the press. In other cases, like in what happened with George, they come up, they threaten you, they try to intimidate you into stopping recording. That's what they want you to do. They want you to either go away or to stop recording. And George did neither. He continued recording through the entire affair. Camera was never shoved down his throat, and he walked away with some outstanding uh, video footage of the entire event. So it can be very scary. You don't know who these people are. You don't know how dangerous they are. But if you're there with multiple people and you have multiple cameras, you're that much safer. I think George may have been the only person with a camera at this event. There were only a handful of folks there, which is why getting together with other like-minded people makes a difference. Do not do fully informed jury association alone out in front of a courthouse. I think that's one of the most dangerous things you can do. They can... It doesn't matter if you've got a camera. They're going to swipe you up and, and do whatever it is they want to. But if you've got two people, you're that much more safe. If you've got four, it's very unlikely they're going to be able to do much at all. So there's real strength in numbers here. Numbers and cameras, very important in doing liberty activism. Hour two is coming up. You can bring up whatever you want. We'll talk about gold on the way. How long can you hold your breath? <sighs> Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Just dial in toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. As we will take your phone calls about whatever you want uh, coming up. We got a, a fairly a fairly big name guest, maybe one of the biggest names we've ever had on Free Talk Live, who is expected to join us on Saturday. It's 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 confirmed, except I don't have the phone number to call him yet. So it's it's almost to the very final step. We're gonna maybe uh, talk a little bit more about who he is here in a little bit. But Mark, you have something you wanted to share with our audience tonight about what you told me during the break was. Potentially earth-shattering. I mean, what what is going on here? Something about gold and lies, and I'm confused. I understand why it, it it's it isn't a really sexy story, but this is really really huge. This is from the New York Post, and um, it it's it could be the most important story of the year. I I don't know. I mean, that's just 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 analysis there. There's no silver lining to the 
activities of J.P. Morgan Chase and HSBC in the precious metals market here. And in London, says a 40-year veteran in the metals pit, metal pits. The banks, which do the Federal Reserve's bidding in the metals markets, have long been the government's lead actors in keeping down the prices of gold and silver. Eye contact with me on this one, Ian. Sorry about that. so important. Um, according to a former Goldman Sachs trader, according to the uh, London Bullion Market Association, I want you to remember that word, London Bullion Market Association, McGuire was scheduled to testify last week before the Commodities Future Trade Commission, which is looking into activities of large banks in the metals market, but was knocked off the list at the last moment, so he went public. So this guy was going to be on the uh, uh, doing some testifying, but for some reason he got knocked off the list, so he just took his, his uh, stuff public. It's been in several newspapers, and uh, the story's spreading. McGuire, in an exclusive interview with The Post, explained J.P. Morgan's role in the metals pits in both London and here. Now, this is J.P. Morgan, the bank. Metals pits the... are where metals traded? Yes. Right? Okay. In both London and here. That's New York. And how they generate... those men shout, right? The, all those guys yes. are shouting? But but these are – this is not strictly physical gold. They're, they're uh, actually trading commodities and derivatives, so – the same sort of fiat uh, games that go on with the monetary system happen with gold and silver. Now, they um, generate a profit e- uh, either way that the market moves, whether they sell, sell short or not. J.P. Morgan acts as an agent for the Federal Reserve. They act to halt the rise of gold and silver against the U.S. dollar. J.P. Morgan is insulated from potential losses on their short positions by the Fed and or the U.S. taxpayer. They, so they act to short. They act to prevent the price of gold and silver from going up. Too, too large of a fluctuation. Is this the plunge protection team, as uh, the Wayne equivalent? Has about? It's actually a private bank that uh, operates on behalf of the Federal Reserve uh, for the, for this purpose in the commodities. Uh, this isn't the stock market. The, st- the plunge protection mm-hmm. team acts in the stock market. Same. Yeah. So there's uh, the the big brokerage houses are are short gold right now. Uh, I believe it's in the 300,000 contract range. The normal short position historically has been about 30,000. So they're in 10 times over their head. And the uh, sort of the rumor is that they're using these uh, these short contracts to suppress the price of gold. And one of the things I think this email is going to go into is on Mondays. A, uh, an article from the New York Post. Okay. The, the, on Mondays is when those contracts come due. So the lower the price is, the more of those shorts are in the money, so to speak, so that they actively work to sort of suppress gold and silver prices on Mondays when those contracts come due. In the gold pits, McGuire sees HSBC betting against the precious metals uh, price without having any skin in the game in the form of a naked short. HSBC conducts an ongoing, manipulative, concentrated naked short position in gold. Silver, What's a naked short? I, they don't they don't have any money to back up their short position. They've they've said that gold's going down. They've made their little bet, but they don't have any money behind it. And a short is a short is where you're actually selling gold. So I sell you a hundred ounces of gold, and I have we have an agreement that on a certain date at a certain price, if you want to exercise the option, then you can demand the the hundred ounces of gold from me. The belief but, is, and in the short, the belief is that the price is going down. Yeah, you 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 you're selling you're doing the short when you believe price. So you say down. you say all right if 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 it's going to go down if it goes down then I say I want it back if it goes to fifty or well, below or whatever. What you do is you come in and you bid and you say I want to be able to buy gold at uh, eleven hundred dollars an ounce three months from now. And so if I want to short it if I don't have that I can short that and I can sell you that option 
And three months down the road, if the price is lower than 1100 an ounce, you're not going to want that because you would just buy it on the open market, right? Mm-hmm. But if it's $1,500 an ounce, then you're definitely going to want to buy it at $1,100 an ounce in, in six months. So you're betting that it's going to go up. The person shorting is betting that it's going to go down, and you're paying so, a premium just to have that option. So it costs to, to have buy. the option to do right. Okay, and so these Any guys are, are doing naked shorts, which means they don't have the uh, they don't have what it takes to back it up. To back what up? Uh, their short position. Oh, so if they were to they don't call have the money the short, or the gold. If they were to call the short. Then they wouldn't be able to get it, get the stuff. That's the accusation made by this McGuire fellow. Well, they they could get it, but they would have to pay the fifteen hundred uh, an ounce in order to sell, in it, order at to sell it at eleven. Or it would be like selling uh, Google shares. If you could short Google shares, and if you don't have those shares when they come due, if the if the person wants to exercise that option, you got to go buy them from somewhere. I see. And don't forget that these uh, these these two banks that are doing this are backed up by the Federal Reserve and the U.S. taxpayer. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter if they naked short because you have to pay for it in the long run. Or the taxpayer does. Got it. They'll just go to the Fed to get the money to buy it and then resell it. Yep. And mm-hmm. um, the the position silver is much easier to manipulate due to its uh, smaller market size. McGuire added. No one at J.P. Morgan is familiar with uh, Andrew McGuire. Said Brian Michioni, a company spokesman. HSBC denied uh, comment. Also during the CFTC hearing, uh, Jeff Christian. Jeff Jeff Christian, founder of the commodities uh, firm CPM Group, said the LBMA, that's the London-based Bullion Medical uh, Metals Association or whatever it is, (laughs) Uh, the one that I told you to remember earlier, the physical delivery market for gold and silver in the UK has been using leverage, which is another way to depress the price of gold and silver. Christian said that the LBMA... The same market uh, McGuire trades in has leverage um, of about 100 to 1 on the gold bar settled in the exchange. In layman's term, that means if 100 clients requested their bullion bars to be delivered, the exchange could only deliver one client the precious metal. Wow. Yeah, no, and I, in an That's a lot of lying going on. There was another story about this several months back that uh, I don't know if it was the London Exchange or one of the other ones, but they were offering a $400 premium for people who requested to take physical possession. Now, you don't do that unless you don't have the gold to send right. them. So, so they are they're basically paying people not to take the money, the, 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 the metal. So, so what you're saying is that uh, these guys are selling gold they don't have. Yes. Yep. It, sort of like they're fractionally all over reserving the world. Yes. Brokers are saying, "Oh, you want to go into gold? Mine, uh, mine did this to me. Oh, you want to go into gold? No problem. I'll sell you some gold. You won't take possession of it. I'll be able to buy it and sell it the same way they do with stocks. Mm-hmm. I've never I, the only stock certificate I ever possessed was Enron because I sent for it because I thought it'd be fun to have. I got it, uh, you know, I got it matted with the uh, with their code of conduct uh, rules on a, on the same <laughs> piece of paper. It was just a little joke. But I've never possessed any of the other stock certificates, and I never possessed any of the gold." that he supposedly bought for me or whatever. So basically, people that are buying gold without actually getting the gold are getting scammed. It's they are. Uh, there's going to be a problem, a fluctuation in the gold market, and um, I suspect that those people that don't actually have possession of the gold are not going to be in a, a position of strength, as it were. What's happening is the housing bubble has popped. And so the the financial terrorists out there, some of the the Federal Reserve, the central banks, and uh, the international bankers 
are looking for another bubble that they can pump up. You know, they, the, the Enron thing is another example. That was an energy scam. The climate change is another one that they would like to sell carbon credits to everybody and be able to pump that way up and, and make a lot of money in the process of basically screwing people over. So I get that they're scamming people. Is there more to this uh, picture? Oh, yeah. All right, we'll get to it here in a moment. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you want. Glad I don't own any of these gold certificates uh, because that would not be a good idea. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Dell Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid, and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DellValleySilver.com. DellValleySilver.com. Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind by dialing in toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free. So enjoy those on us. Features including our Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies that have taken the time to send us their validated photo. Show they are indeed listeners of the program. You can go to shrine.freetalklive.com. Also, validated videos are accepted. And lady listeners uh, can go to the Shrine and they can uh, be submit their own uh, pictures and video. And it's a much easier process now. You can just go get registered for a free account on our website. Go to shrine.freetalklive.com. And there's a link right up there at the top that makes it real easy to uh, to get on the Shrine. You submit your stuff. We take a look at it to make sure it's a real validation. Because sometimes we get people sending us fakes uh, to make sure you're real, and then we'll approve it and put you up on the shrine at shrine.freetalklive.com. If you're disturbed by the idea that your uh, search provider on the Internet might uh, might be taking your information, selling it to third parties, or perhaps turning it over to the government, which has uh, happened more than once, um, go to startpage.com and take their seven-day challenge today. Test it out. See what it's like. They actually use 12 major search engines, but unlike your old search engine, your search is completely private, and if you use the proxy link between each search result uh, underneath each search result, you'll be able to visit the website completely privately. It's startpage.com. All right, one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one is the number here. We're going to continue, and then we will get to your phone calls. But Mark, you said this is so important. We've got to get this information out about the scam that's uh, that's apparently going on. And I am not an expert. Obviously, you can tell by the questions I'm asking you guys. Uh, you clearly know more about this whole stock thing uh, than than me. Now we're not necessarily talking about stocks, but it's kind of the same realms. Commodities. It's those guys yelling. You see the pictures on the TV. They yell and, in this. They're yelling in a different place. Oh, it's not the same place. No, but they're yelling still. What's they wear that? different colored ja- jackets and they yell. That's so. It seems so very confusing to me. Well, that's the way it used to be before the internet came around. There's a lot less yelling than there used to be. Oh, okay, okay, got it. Well, anyway, uh, th- so it's ba- mostly for show now. <laughs> so basically, what's going on? From what I've understood so far, and correct me if I'm wrong, there are these banks, J.P. Morgan, HSBC. Yes. Uh, these banks connected in with the federal government, the Federal Reserve. Yes. They are essentially manipulating. The value of uh, the market value of gold and silver downward, downward to make it so it's not rising as fast as it as it maybe should be rising to make it look like the dollar isn't the worthless piece of paper that it's quickly becoming. And they're doing this by 
naked short selling, yes. which means that they are essentially – I have a tough time explaining the short thing. but They're betting um, in the marketplace. They're betting essentially that uh, the price will go down and they're doing it without any backing. Uh, they essentially, they're not on any of their own backing. They're doing it with taxpayer backing. They're selling gold that they don't have, which has uh, the effect of artificially cre- uh, increasing the supply of gold that's available. So they're selling the gold at a lower price than... They're, well, they're selling gold that they don't have, so they're keeping prices down by creating this artificial gold that they're out selling to people. But at some point, they're going to have to come back and buy all of the gold to fill these 300,000 contracts. Well, purportedly, if they call the contracts in, right? Like, right. They could, it, they, if nobody says, hey, send me the gold, then this scam can keep going, right? Right, exactly. Exactly. And that's the that's really the issue is, is that um, they you know some people have been taking trying to take delivery they'll get paid a premium or um, you know they, they you know something will happen but they paid don't, a premium means they don't get the gold they get cash they instead get cash because instead. they can't come through on the gold because they right. don't have it right there's about according to the the speculation here um, this is you know some of the people that worked in the system that there are a hundred ounces on paper for every one ounce in existence mm. and they just don't have it. And I guess basically every one ounce in existence or one ounce in their possession, um, in their possession, what they can deliver upon. Um, uh, You know, obviously people have gold jewelry and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. It's out there. And people in the marketplace understand that. And I'm going to get to that in the the, the article, but they um, or maybe it's in a different article I read. I don't know. I've read five of them today. But um, they the the people who are doing the trade, the traders understand that it's fine because they say, well, it just, you know, it it allows the uh, the 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 price of gold to to fluctuate less or whatever. It's okay. But I don't see it that way. To me, A, they're naked um, short selling the the price of gold and B, they have one ounce for every hundred that they're selling. That means to me that once this is uh, stripped out and it's hitting the New York Post, once this comes out in the news and everybody gets a a clear picture, they're going to have to come clean and and gold's going to, I mean, they're, they're going to have to put new lines on their chart for how high gold goes. To yeah. me, that's the way I see it. And silver is going to go right behind If they don't come up with it. some other way to scam people. They, they, they may very well try to do something like that, but there's going to be a lot of lights shining in that corner where they haven't, a lot of flashlights are going to shine in that corner where they haven't been looking. Mm. And it's harder when the light of day is being shown upon it yeah. to, uh, to do their, their dirty work. And I guess I, what I'm trying to say to people is if you've got stocks, if you've got gold in the form of paper through your broker, if you've got um, these kind of investments that you can get out of that are you know sort of related to this sort of this toxic debt that uh, the Federal Reserve has uh, been playing around with, get into gold right now, get the gold into your possession. I mean gold and silver. Get into precious metals right now, get it into your possession. You're going to be in a lot better position, and yeah. is my opinion. Yeah, I, I would agree with your opinion, Mark. And uh, you're talking the shorting is is just one aspect. There are several different facets to the story to what's going on in the gold market. When you talk about the shares, GLD is one example of that. You can go out and buy, yep. uh, you know, stock that basically represents some fractional amount of uh, of gold. Yes. And these are the people who are also inflating, you know, ten to one. So they're they're selling more gold that they just don't have possession of. And at some point, somebody's going to be left holding the bag. And what Mark is saying is, yeah, this is getting out into the mainstream. People are going to wake up. The the yuppies that have their 401ks and think that, oh, their money's all secure are going to find out that, hey, these guys are lying to us. They don't have the reserves that they've promised. And if I don't get out soon, it's going to be a problem, which – is going to if basically. If you don't get out now, then there's going to be a run on the bank, basically. Well, it, the 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 gold and silver bubbles with, through all of these derivatives are going to pop, 
And when that happens, gold is likely to go to its inflation-adjusted value, which people are estimating is at $7,000 right. an ounce. But when, in this case, when the bubble pops, the price of gold shoots up um, rather than shooting hmm. down. So what they're doing is they're trying because to gold keep the value real value, value unlike a, a home right. or something like that. Um, and uh, this is from uh, Bill Murphy, the chairman of the Gold Antitrust Action Committee. That's tantamount to a default in the trade. McGuire goes further and calls it fraud. If you sell something you don't own, then that's fraud. Yeah. Back in 2007. It'd be like you selling a bunch of commercials we just don't ever air. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, it's it's fraud. And and only uh, making good when somebody actually says, hey, I didn't hear my commercial. Oh, all right, yeah, I'll take care of that. Yeah. Back in 2007, Morgan Stanley agreed to settle a $4.4 million lawsuit brought by precious metal clients who alleged that uh, Morgan offered to buy gold and silver and store it for the investors, but never purchased any metal and just charged them the storage fees. Mm. Hmm. I guess this has been done before. And, you know, we, we know how these organizations work. They just take ideas that they've seen in the past. Um, this is th- this is the oldest trick in the banking book, Right. Yeah, this is uh, what, promise you what, have something in the vault and count on people not to check you on what, it. What what goldsmiths did in the past was they'd take the gold. They they realized that oh, people are just trading these certificates um, for the gold that I have in my vault. Nobody actually asks me for the gold. So if I hand out more certificates, then I get richer. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't actually have to have the gold in place. And they're doing wow. it, folks. The, the the big bankers bankers that backed up by the Federal Reserve are doing it again. Get the gold. Get it in your hands. Do you know where your gold is? And and silver. (laughs) Yeah, and silver. They're doing it to silver, too. Yeah, the same stuff. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. If it's not in your possession or you don't know where you can go to pick it up physically, you could be in trouble. It's Free Talk Live. American patriots, would you like to spend a day or two with other freedom-loving Americans? Learn rifle marksmanship while hearing the real story behind the American Revolution? If you said yes, then the Appleseed program is for you. Part shooting school, part oral history lesson, Appleseed has trained thousands of Americans nationwide. And with hundreds of shoots scheduled this year, you can be sure there's one near you. For more information, go to AppleseedInfo.org. That's AppleseedInfo.org. Take control of the airwaves if you dial in toll-free. Bring up anything, 800-259-9231. That's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there for free. One of the ways you can help support the show, we've been talking about gold and silver here this hour and how there's a big scam going on out there, the big banks selling people gold and silver they don't actually have. So it's 101, meaning that they have one ounce of gold for every hundred they're selling on paper. And that means that if more than one person goes to the bank and says, I'd like to have my gold now, there's a big problem. So so you want to actually have the gold. You want to actually have the silver. Physically possess it. Have access to it. You know, whatever you're going to do with it, put it in a safe, bury it in the backyard, wherever. If you know where the gold and silver is... If it's close to you, you don't have this problem. But if you're one of those folks with HSBC or J.P. Morgan claiming to be holding onto your gold for you, you may be in a in for a world of hurt. 
And so, Mark, how can people get their hands on real gold and silver? Well, um, a, among many other ways, and and I'm not going to say that I think that the best, you know, the only way that you can get uh, gold and silver um, is you know, through gold.freetalklive.com. No, but that'll help Free Talk Live if you do it that. It certainly will, and the the rates are the best we could possibly make them. Uh, they're they're really great rates. Go check them out before you buy anything else. I tried to make them make the coins as little as uh, you know less confusing as possible because when I tried to buy gold and silver, I felt that the companies were showing me a bunch of uh, apples and oranges, and I couldn't make uh, an educated guess. I just wanted gold and silver. I didn't want numismatic coins. I don't care if this is a Confederate coin from eighteen. 18- 64. I don't care about that. I just want some gold and silver in my possession. And so I tried to set it up so that people will, that, that you know care about getting precious metals in their hands would be best served. Go to gold.freetalklive.com. All right. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Let's talk to Bill listening in Missouri. Bill, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Sam and Mark. Uh the banks are ripping us off. What a surprise. Bonnie and Clyde, where are you when we need you? <laughs> Look, um, if these people fail to give the gold, then they're, those people that think they own the gold aren't going to be able to pay their bills. That's where we're headed with this. Mm. What and when is the dollar going to collapse because of it? Is the dollar going to be dismissed if those people want all their gold? Is that what you're saying? We're going to go to another currency? I don't think it's that the uh, that this would cause a collapse of the dollar. What seems to be happening and what some of the trend forecasters and analysts believe we're heading towards, and uh, this is something that's happened in Venezuela and Mexico and countries around the world, is they'll do a, a mass devaluation as all of these countries that are bankrupt right now uh, go through some kind of debt settlement process. They would declare, and this is you know what the forecasters are saying, is that they would declare a bank holiday shut down all of the banks, and then they would devalue the currency by anywhere from uh, 20 to uh, 40 or 60 percent so that when you uh, go back and get your money from the bank, it's worth a lot less than it was. So they're going to do, you're saying, a 20 to 1. Well, I, what I've heard is uh, is a 3 to 1. So it, it would a be a 60 percent devaluation. That seems to be the number that most people have uh, kind of agreed on, but... There are a lot of different variations. When you say they're We're deva- well into the arena of speculation at this point. When you say they're going to devalue <laughs> yeah. the money, you mean they're going to print some? No, this is similar to what happened with the gold confiscation. So if you remember, they told everybody, bring in your gold. We'll pay this you. back in the 30s. Yeah, we'll pay you $20 an ounce. So they collected all the gold. And if you kept gold, then uh, you would have to pay the double the amount that they found. So, you know, if you hid 10 ounces, you would have to pay a penalty of 20 ounces and mm-hmm. turn in your gold. Uh, those those people that are going to go to the bank with that gold certificate, they're going to feel real stupid. Right. So they're going to be they're not going to be in a good shape there. All yeah. right. I'll get off the air and listen. OK, thanks, Bill. I'm still trying to understand how the, dis, the you're saying the gold will be devalued. They're going to shut down the or they, wait. The money will be devalued. Uh, yeah. Let me let me explain how the money would be devalued and, and in terms of how it's happened before in this country. When they called in all the gold, they bought it at the pr- fixed price of $20.35 an ounce or whatever it was. What was that in comparison to what it was worth at the time? 
uh, well, it was it was fixed at the time, Mark. Yeah, at that remember? time it was fixed at, at, ah. at, at that rate, and you know the the dollar was much more tied to. I don't know that um, this is, I don't know that this is how it's going to go, and we're in a we're we're so far out into the pier of speculation because nothing like this has ever happened before. There's never been a world reserve fiat currency. No, the world has never been this stupid. They have never allowed a fiat currency. To to be placed at the um, as as the uh, the the benchmark for what things are worth. It's always been precious metals, and now they've got the dollar, and the Federal Reserve prints the dollars, and the World Bank uh, gets them from there. So I, I don't know that that's what's going to happen. I do believe that gold will 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 skyrocket, but beyond that, I don't know, and I think it's very I think it's very difficult to make that speculation. It could be true. The the dollar is on tenuous ground anyway, and I think that the I think that in the the relatively long term you're going to see dollars uh, probably uh, you know crash in value. But that's just my speculation. It looks because they're treating it like it's it's trash. Okay, well, we, so how does there, this devaluation thing work? I'm yeah, still trying to understand that. There is a lot. There are many many Presuming examples this is what happens. of countries around the world that have devalued their currency. So let's just go back to the gold exchange. So everybody turns it in at $20 an ounce. Once they had it all collected, they re-pegged the price of gold at $35 an ounce. So if I went in and turned in my ounce of gold, I got 20 bucks for it. And then after they uh, did away with the ban, I went to buy it back after they re-pegged it at 35 Now it costs me almost twice as much to get that same one ounce of gold back. So what happened is I lost... Um, 40 or uh, 50 percent of the value of the money in that deal and the same would be true in the in this uh you know speculative uh devaluation that people believe is coming here so in the one you're talking about gold would be they're not setting the value of gold this, arbitrarily yeah, it's today, not it, it's not related to gold but it would be the currency all of a sudden we would get i don't know if it's new dollars or if you know they would just repeg the prices <laughs> but basically um you know if something costs 10 dollars afterwards it cost uh 3 dollars so kind of like how in zimbabwe where they've got this incredible inflation thing yes. that's been going on eventually after they got to having a billion dollars being the cost of a price of uh, you know a, a a loaf of bread they just decided okay we're going to knock a few zeros off is right. that what you're saying? Essentially, that's what they're doing. And then in the in the behind the scenes, what they may create is some kind of uh, world currency or world exchange rate that uh, the central banks sort of step it up another level of uh, you know sort of global control over the currency markets because they're saying things this, would have this to get bad happen. before they would do that though, yeah. right? And like that things would, would have to come get... with the sort of debt settlement. Right now, there are I think 17 countries that are bankrupt and in bad shape, like Greece, uh, um, Great Britain, and the United States are you know at the top of that list. We'd love to have your thoughts at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Of course, people have been talking about this idea of an Amero, and there hasn't really been any significant example that there's any truth to that. However, it's always seemed to me to be a real good plan for them. Rather than trying to uh, fiddle around with the dollar any further, they could just essentially play uh, you know, a, a little shell game with people 
And, oh, well, don't look at the – yeah, we know the dollar's having trouble over there, but, you know, hey, nothing lasts forever. It's just the dollar. It's the way things go. Here's the brand-new currency that we're going to replace it with. That way they don't have to be seen as as cutting any value out of the dollar or – you know, making a 10 worth a 1 or whatever it is that they would end up doing, they could then just release the new Amero or whatever they would call it and have it be worth, uh, you know, one-tenth of what the, you know, you get, you turn in $10 and uh, you get one one Amero or something like that. That would be a way to uh, to essentially pull a bait and switch, I, I think, to some extent on the American people and distract them with the new shiny, colorful currency. It would not be green anymore. It would be, you know, all kinds of different colors like they've got over in Europe. And uh, everybody, ooh, ah, new currency. And they forget all about the dollar and the fact that, there are all kinds of monetary scams and games going on. Yeah, well, I can tell you that if gold shoots up as much as it looks like it could from this uh, commodity scam they're, they're doing, it will make the dollar that much more shaky. 800-259-9231. You're welcome to share your thoughts. Bring up whatever you want as well and take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL as in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it is Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free. So enjoy those on us. And those features include our news updates. You can go get signed up for our emails or Twitter. Or Facebook, or all three, whatever you want to do. Go to news.freetalklive.com. That's the way to keep in the loop with what's going on with the show. And of course, they're all free, like everything is on our website, freetalklive.com. Or go to, rather, news.freetalklive.com to get signed up for our updates. I uh, do recommend, by the way, the updates list, the email list over top of all of the others, because it's the way to guarantee you will see uh, what it is that we're doing. And if we've got prizes to give away, we do that only via the email updates list. So go to news.freetalklive.com to get signed up. We continue with your phone calls. Uh, ladies first, Lauren, listening to WCER in Canton. Lauren, you're on Free Talk Live in Ohio. Lauren? Hello? Hey, you're on the air. What's on your mind tonight? Um, I've been listening to what you had to say about gold and other precious metals, and uh, it's, it's pretty scary stuff. Um, yeah. So I was just wondering if any of you had advice on how the average person with a limited income could uh, purchase silver or gold for stability purposes. Well, um, actually, Mark, you did know, you set this call I, up? I, I did not. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> you know, I had the same problem, Lauren, and I set up a system, uh, you know, with uh, the, 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 the organization that syndicates the program also is a uh, company that sells gold. And we have a deal with them where they give us a, you know, a kickback on, on you know, every ounce that we sell. So it, it behooves us to, um, you know, let people know about this this gold situation, and that's you know that's that's part of the reason that I bring this out. But I've been a gold bug for a while now, even before we had that uh, that that set up, and 
what I did with them is I, I explained this. You know, some people want to be able to buy silver or gold um, in sort of a, a fashion where they can put a little bit aside every week when they get their paycheck. And, um, you know, I set that up with them. And they actually, um, we have a telephone number that you can call, and I'll give it to you in just a second. But um, they, you do have to call the phone number in order to get the uh, what this layaway deal that Mark is going to tell you about. Normally when we talk about gold.freetalklive.com or silver.freetalklive.com, you can go there and you can order uh, the gold right there and then but what you're talking about mark is a is a payment plan right you could you could go and order it on your credit card and then make the the payments on your credit card but then you'd have to pay the interest on your credit card and you know this this saves you the interest um usually uh, when you buy you should buy in 20 coins uh you know in a in a buy simply to save on shipping um you know i don't want you paying to the united states postal service uh you know that there's no investment in that so uh Try to get whatever you get, get it in these uh, sort of 20-ounce, 20-coin uh, um, allotments. And go to gold.freetalklive.com to take a look at some of the stuff that, that we offer. But here's the number to call and then say, hey, I want, you know, say, um, 20 Lakota Nation silver rounds, which is a great uh, investment coin. It's 877-857-9938. It's 877-857-9938. And just ask for the layaway plan, and they'll understand. And then you just put a certain amount every week or by week or whenever you get your paycheck um, away. And then when you get to 20, uh, get to the amount, then they send all 20 of them to you. But they also lock in the price of today's price. Yeah. So that... So if silver goes from $18 today, and I didn't look today, but that's about right. <laughs> yep. If it goes from $18 today to $28 tomorrow, then you've locked it in at uh, 18 and then you're in good shape. Does that help, Lauren? Okay, that sounds great. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. All right, very good. Thank you for the call tonight. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Yeah, I couldn't uh, have set that up better, huh? Of course, if the price goes down, you're still locked in at whatever price. That much that's is true. true as well. All right, so uh, we continue here and uh, go to your calls. Mark is in Brazil. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Mark. Mark in Brazil. Going once. Marco. We lost Mark. Let's try Tony. Tony in Scotland. Tony, you're on the air. Tommy, not Tony. Tony. Tommy. 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 (laughs) Ah, gotcha. What's on your mind tonight, Tommy? Yeah, how you doing, Mark and Ian? How you doing tonight, the Tibet pair of you? Good. Sam is here tonight as well from ObscuredTruth.com. What's on your mind, Tommy? Yeah, a whole host of things. You know, in, in Britain just now, there's now the election that they're having just now in the UK. And I've been trying to tell people over here, you know, what is the point? The ring of power does not sit with the politicians. They are just puppets on a string for the paymasters, the banks, you know, the the masters at work is the banks, you know. The the thing what you're saying regarding buying gold and silver, it's all very well buying into it. And what you say there, you know, if the price goes up, if people are looking at buying gold and silver as the next quick thing and the next quick buck, you know, I'm going to make, instead of $18, I'm going to have $28. No, people should be using gold and silver as a way of trying to take themselves out of 
the grip of death. Yeah, I don't. I don't consider it an investment at all. Yeah, I consider it a way it's, to. Protect it's a speculative. My money. If, if it is an, if you're, but doing it as an investment, it's a speculative one. I think it's going to go up personally. But I, uh, Tommy, all I've been doing. Are speculative. Yeah, I've been doing what what you're talking about. I buy, uh, you know, things with silver. I trade with my friends in silver, and and uh, the intent is to use as many as few Federal Reserve notes as possible. Yeah, trade. That, that's that's the key thing is to try to build our economy separate from the illegal banking shysters. What they have done, they have built a whole system, a mirage. It's an illusion. You know, they they put in here they call it uh, on the notes to say promise to pay the bearer on demand. It's all based on a promise. It's all based on an illusion. So what we should be trying to do in communities and small ways is taking ourselves out the dollar taking ourselves out of the pound in these fiat currencies and putting it in 100% into something that is stable and something that is actually worth something and it has been worth something for thousands of years, a true commodity. And so by placing your money out of dollars and into gold, people should be looking at that as a way of trying to start a new future, a new people who dream of something better than blood, mayhem and death you know, they call us utopians. You know, I would like a world free where 50,000 people who die a day don't die each day because of the setup for the World Bank and the IMF and the banksters. So by actually creating or trying to create a new economy where it can be done interest-free, interest-free money, where if everyone buys into a currency, i.e. we all decide to use silver coins and it's backed by what? Well, we take our money out of dollars and then we can get that money into our community and we can then trade amongst ourselves the butcher, the candlestick maker, the oven, you know, the taxi driver, and people can trade in silver and uh, go back to the barter economy. Absolutely, take yeah. ourselves out of the bank. Illegal bank. What what you're saying there is is absolutely right. I don't know that you know in the absence of the the fiat uh, monopoly banking system that we have today around the world that uh, you know there wouldn't be companies out there that are loaning money and charging interest on it. But and we wouldn't necessarily have to stay with gold and silver in the long term in the private market where you actually had competing currencies out there. You could have people selling certificates that are backed up by anything of value, whether it's oil, bananas, you know, you name it. But again, because there's competition, which is what's lacking today under this monopoly, uh, one size uh, must fit all system where the, the Federal Reserve has taken over the currency in the U.S., there is no competition. So when they start diluting the value of the money as the U.S. and and Great Britain and other countries are doing, and you mentioned the war, that's they they have to have a fiat currency in order to wage war because yep. it's just so expensive they can't pay for it they have to sell basically what they're selling is the promise of your kids labor they're they're selling your your children's work and and a, a portion of what they're going to earn in their lifetime in order to go out and blow things up and kill people and and you're both absolutely right uh tommy is right in that it's a great idea to withdraw yourself as much as possible from the state's fiat currency and their money uh system and go into real hard uh hard money like gold and silver to protect yourself from all of their 
manipulation that they're doing in the in their system. That's essentially a way to insulate yourself. And Sam's right in that down the line, if we were when we do get to a, a voluntary society, a free market world, we will start to see other things pop up. But gold and silver are a real good start. That's a good Absolutely. place to start from. People get that uh, it's it's worked in the past, and it will uh, it will work continue to work in the future. And uh, Tommy's right when he says that people should be trading and doing things amongst themselves. If you pull your money out and put it into gold and silver, if you can keep it there, that's ideal. It's it's pointless to put it back into the system and try to cash in because they're continually you know manipulating things. You know they've got a great system for implementing this in your community at DellValleySilver.com. That's DellValleySilver.com. And there are other ones coming out uh, as well uh, up here in New Hampshire. There are yep. people working on private currencies. So getting together also helps with this factor as well. Tommy, thanks for the call. It's hard to do business in gold and silver if you don't have anybody in your immediate area that's actually also doing something like that uh, as well. Hour three is coming up. Bring up anything. Free talk. Do you need a new computer but don't seem to have the money to buy one? Is your credit stopping you from buying the newest computers that you need today? Then My Computer Club is your answer to buy that new computer or laptop now and pay for it later. Finance top quality new computers and laptops and hundreds of other electronics. There are no credit checks, no turndowns. If you're 18 years or older and have proof of income, you're approved. Prices start at just $22 a month. Go to MyPCCredit.com and finance your new computer today. That's MyPCCredit.com. Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program. You're invited to take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features. They are free. Those other talk shows want to charge you for their sites. Enjoy ours on us at freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by SACL CAI. They have a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early outbilling, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. So their staff is respectful. They record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy. So your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com. That's SACL C-A-I. As we go to your phone calls about whatever you want, then coming up, uh, we'll announce who our special guest is going to be at the end of the week. I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, First, we go to ladies first. Jessica, listening in New Mexico, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jessica. Hey, and how are you doing? You don't sound like a Jessica to me. (laughs) Is the operation going well? Oh, operation. Very nice. Very nice. Good. I just wanted to talk about uh, some metals. Is, is your name and, Jessica? Um, yes, my name is Jessica. Okay. Go ahead there, Jess. Thank you. Um, well, you, you've been discussing gold and, and, and silver the whole night. I just wanted to let everybody know that the nickel, the, the United States nickel, you know, it's worth, uh, so they say, five cents. Uh, as of uh, maybe a couple months ago, it's actually worth, its, its melt value is worth 6.2 cents. So, so if you don't have the money for silver or gold, you know, stock up on them nickels. Yeah, the two coins that you should be saving off for, uh, you know, longer-term storage if you believe in this, you know, crash of the dollar or so forth would be pennies, which I think are worth around four and a half cents or so for one penny. But aren't, isn't it illegal now to melt down pennies? To melt them, yes. Yeah, sure. Yeah. 
But it doesn't. It wouldn't it's stop smoke them. Pot. Does that stop you? No, no. Okay. But it wouldn't stop mm-hmm. them from being traded for their melt value in the future in the event of you know massive uh, inflation. It wouldn't stop them from being you know tokens that are worth maybe a quarter or something like that down the road, even though it's stamped only a nickel, mm-hmm. just because it's got melt value. Gotcha. Right. So what else did you want to share? That's all I wanted to share. All right. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. it. Let's talk to Jim listening in Iowa. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jim. Jim. Hey, Ian, Mark, and Sam. How are you? Hey, Jim. What's on your mind tonight? Um, Well, I called to address two separate issues, one regarding environmental stuff and the other one regarding military defense. All Um, right. I wanted to first say that I agree for the most part with everything you guys have to say about having a free market society based off of that. But there are two, these two situations are the two that have been nagging me for a long time about how government in some way has to be involved. And then I was wondering if I could get a free market perspective from you. Great. Um, for the first one, environmental stuff, I'm, I called in several weeks ago, and actually Sam was talking about his tree farm when I was mentioning old-growth forests. Um, and it's kind of related to that, where there have been several instances throughout human history, especially the last century or two, where human beings have gone on um, killing sprees uh, of several different types of animals or or habitats based off of them being commodities. Uh, Like shark fins are harvested off of sharks in Japan, then the bodies are just dumped into the water and they're left to sink to the bottom. Yeah, exactly. Hundreds of millions of animals are dying because of a free market demand for them. And throughout those periods of history, government has stepped in and made that type of killing illegal, thus saving the species. Um, so I was just wondering, how, how are cows is the free doing? market system? How are cows doing? Uh, cows are doing fine. Why? Uh, because there's a demand for them, and people are... Um, are there's the ability uh, to own them. True. You can't own sharks, um, and it's because you can't homestead ocean. So because the government won't let you. Yes. So the government may save the sharks, but the government endangered the sharks in the first place. Here's what I'd recommend: uh, recommend taking a look at Mary Ruart's excellent book, Doctor Mary Ruart's Healing Our World. She does a brilliant job of addressing this this particular issue, and it's it's a good question. It really is uh, because the government loves to position itself as the uh, the savior of the animals. When, as Mark is pointing out, the fact that they prohibit ownership of certain types of animals. You can own dogs and cats, and there's plenty of those around. Uh, you can own chickens, and you can own uh, you know, cows, and there's plenty of those around. Uh, but it's elephants and other animals like that that the government says, well, it's wrong to own these animals, and so therefore you shouldn't own them. And so if a product is created from that particular animal, elephants, for instance, uh, ivory, uh, if a product comes from that particular animal, then it's still in demand in the marketplace, just like drugs are still in demand, even though the government has outlawed those. And so the demand in the marketplace uh, essentially creates a black market for the animal trade, and you have basically gangsters, poachers, uh, coming onto private property in some cases, or, or in many, many cases it's, uh, it's government land. It's government land. Most, yeah, of, the, most of the time. 
Uh, they're coming onto uh, government land, and they're slaughtering these animals. And, of course, they're poachers, so they don't care about breeding them. They don't care about uh, any future in these uh, in these animals or their products that they create. They just want to extract what exists on the earth right now with no thought for sustainability. Whereas the people in the marketplace that would uh, harvest products from these animals, as we do with pigs and cows and chickens and all these other animals we're so used to as having a pl- plenty of, uh, if uh, if we are able to do that, then the people in the marketplace would breed them as they do all the other animals today. And I understand that that upsets a, a lot of people with the uh, you know pro animal rights concept, that mentality. It upsets them that these animals are you know special and they shouldn't be bred and they sh- you know they shouldn't be owned and uh, they shouldn't be made pro- have products made from them. But the fact is, allowing people to own and make products from animals ensures that those animals continue on into the future uh there's uh, dr ruart actually brings up some numbers from africa where she looks at uh the i think it was the elephant population in different places in different uh, countries in africa and how they were handling the elephants and in one country they allowed the uh the natives to actually homestead and, and own the elephants and take care of them and uh, well once the natives had a set you know once they had a, a a stake in the existence of the elephants then they had an interest in chasing off the poachers and uh the, and once they could own the elephants and breed elephants, then there was no shortage uh, anymore in that particular case. So all the numbers bear it out and the uh, the statistics bear it out. Uh, freedom allows for animals to survive, but government control creates the circumstances that are necessary for their extinction. My, uh, my stepdad, in fact, was a game warden charged with protecting the animals, and he did actually a sting on the uh, gallbladders. The, the Chinese take the bear gallbladders grind them up into a powder and it's a very expensive medication. Well, he would find he would catch people trafficking these things and do sting operations and so forth. Well, where they were going to hunt the bears was in the state parks. So, you know, yeah. it's just a, another support of the example you just gave happening right here in America too. So, Jim, your thoughts on that? Well, to counter that, um, I would like to use the passenger pigeon as, as the example. And, um, sorry. And um, it was back in the 1800s that they were considered by anyone's estimates that it was the most abundant bird on Earth. So flocks would be in the flocks would be like 300 miles long, numbering in the billions. And um, people would just shoot at them. And people were harvesting them. People were um, using them to eat. Apparently, they were very delicious. And uh, the last one died in 1914, even though people were harvesting them and people were taking care of them as best as they could, but the, but I would say that the free market still allowed it to disappear off the face of the earth. And also, if we had, um, without government, you wouldn't have Yellowstone uh, or Yosemite National Park. That's an assumption. Uh, I mean, you know, obviously the, the marketplace, uh, the, the government moved in, but government has a tendency to kind of find the direction that things are going and then step in front of it. You know, they, they the politician loves to, a politician loves to get out in front of a parade. So, uh, you know, maybe Yellowstone and Yosemite um, specifically wouldn't have been saved, but maybe they would have um, if the marketplace decided, you know, we need these big uh, places for people to go. Because those are huge attractions where people go and they spend a lot of money to go see those amazing uh, things. We'll come back with more here. Uh, 800-259-9231. Is the free market perfect? No, probably. It's certainly not. Yeah, look, uh, what the government's better than coercive force. It's free talk live. 
the late 21st century, the hardiest, most daring adventurers have begun to colonize the solar system where untold mineral riches await them. Jealous of their wealth and fearful of their freedom, the government of Earth is determined to extend their power to this new frontier by any means necessary. Escape from Terra, an illustrated science fiction saga from Big Head Press. Read it online at escapefromterra.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website. We've got a webcam. It's free and brought to you by our friends over at MemoryDealers.com. The webcam is on the same page as our chat rooms. You can go in, you can watch, listen, and interact with other Free Talk Live listeners at cam.freetalklive.com. It's free. That's cam.freetalklive.com. Every contest involves rules, and every winner knows the rules and how to use them to their advantage. Jurisdictionary.com explains the rules of the American and, honestly, the, the, the sort of English common law court system. You can uh, apparently people are ordering it in Canada and India and Australia, all over the world. It's jurisdictionary.com. Sam, uh, you have this course. I've been borrowing it and uh, studying it. It's a it's a great course and gives people the uh, the basics on how to take their tickets to to court and fight them. Um, how to how, you know any case, honestly, civil, criminal, the whole thing. The basic framework of yeah, how to use the legal system. Um, you know how to file draft pleadings, understanding the court's power, getting evidence from opponents, motions, hearings, uh, objectives, uh, objections, and um, defenses. Just go to jurisdictionary.com. And for everybody who has ordered this uh, this course uh, that can be understood by an eighth grader in 24 hours, thank you for the ordering it. I hope you enjoy it as much as uh, as uh, Sam and I have. And um, you know, send uh, send them some uh, recommendations at jurisdictionary.com. All right, 800-259-9231. We've got Jim on the line in Iowa. He has come well-prepared for this discussion tonight. We are talking about animals and extinction. And, of course, uh, the position of our show here, I think I can speak for all of us on this one, is that the marketplace, the free marketplace, is the best way to protect animals from going extinct. Uh, Dr. Mary Ruart shows that with the African, I believe it's the African elephant, uh, elephant in uh, her book, Healing Our World. But Jim came back with uh, with and an there's example. A, there's a, there's a myriad of examples um, out there besides just the elephant. But uh, Jim did find one that uh, was a stumper. Yeah, he's uh, he talks. Uh, Jim, are you with us? Jim, do we lose Jim? Jim in uh, in Iowa. Jim going once. Jim. Hello, this is Jim. There he is. Okay, great. Uh, so Jim's hey. still here. And Jim, you brought up the passenger pigeon, which you said, and we're looking. We looked it up during the uh, the break there on Wikipedia to learn a little bit more about it. Uh, was a very prolific animal, and it went extinct uh, allegedly in 1914 when what was believed to be the world's last passenger pigeon uh, died. And there are you know reasons here that they uh, that they cite and they say that. Uh, the slave trade. There was uh, the passenger pigeon was food for slaves, and so it was very popular, and and uh, so it was it was fairly popular to kill them and, and provide them as uh, as food. And you said that you know, hey, this is an example of where the marketplace was in charge of these things, and they didn't breed them to the point where they kept them going, and so market failure, right, Jim? Uh, right. Okay. Uh, and and I'm gonna I'm just gonna accept all of that yeah, at face value. Fail. Uh, there, you know, people make mistakes. 
and the marketplace isn't perfect, but government's coercive force is far less than perfect. It is uh, it creates dangerous unintended consequences, and we can see how the government coercion preventing people from owning uh, animals absolutely leads to their poaching and their eventual extinction because if people don't have a stake in owning in the ability to own and profit from animals then they won't have an interest and it doesn't necessarily even have to be profit for instance there are organizations we've mentioned them on the air before uh, like the nature conservancy these are private charitable groups that essentially go around and buy up swaths of land because they believe that there's something good about having uh, land being in its pristine natural state. And so these are organizations, I think the Audubon Society is another one, they go and they buy up swaths of land in many cases so animals can have a natural place in which they can flourish uh, because they you know they believe that building buildings is bad for a natural habitat uh, natural habitat and i think they're they're right about that um and so these are folks that go around and they they spend their own money and they raise money on a voluntary basis to protect the things that they find important Maybe some of these organizations were not in existence, or maybe they were just beginning their, uh, you know, getting started in the early portion. Oh, I don't of the think t- they even existed. The 20th century. I mean, the Audubon Society took pictures of birds back then, right? I don't know, Mark. I'm just saying maybe. I don't know. I haven't I looked into their history, but they certainly weren't as established then as uh, as they are today. So if somebody had decided that the passenger pigeon was worthy of keeping around, they could have done it. Um, and so that's their, it was their fault for not doing that. It's not like anything prevented them from doing it. It's not like there were madmen around looking in every nook and cranny to kill every last passenger pigeon. If you had your own piece of property and you wanted to make it so passenger pigeons were uh, were welcome to uh, to live there, you could have done that had you been alive in the early part of the you know the 20th century. So uh, what I'm saying is, had somebody wanted to save the passenger pigeon, they wouldn't have been prevented from doing so. Yeah, I, I do have a question. So, um, and it's James, right? It's Jim. Jim. Yeah. Um, uh, we'll, we'll pick one of those. Jimmy, do you? <laughs> I have. You, you seem like an expert in this area. Why the passenger pigeon? Why not the ring-neck dove or the rock dove or uh, you know any of the varieties of other competing you know really closely related birds? Why did they shoot this one? And how did it go extinct? I mean, really, it went extinct from people eating it. They. I mean, it seems incredible that it went from blotting out the sun uh, for days to extinct. You're absolutely right. And I agree with Ian on what you're saying about not using coercive force. But uh, in accordance to the passenger pigeon, um, again, it was the most abundant bird on Earth, allegedly. Uh, one of the reasons that it was uh, declining in numbers was that people were cutting down their food supply in the eastern plains of the United States. Another reason was that they were sh- they were literally just shooting shotguns up, up into the flocks, and you would have dozens of pigeons falling down. But do you understand how many pigeons you have to have in order to shoot a shotgun up and um, knock that many down? I mean, right? That, that's, it was so, incredible. So, yeah. So I don't I don't feel like man. Like you explained to us how um, you know a couple of weeks ago when you called in how sixty to eighty percent of Native Americans died from diseases that the white man brought, and not from them uh, their interactions with white people. Other than that, and it's it, it seems I to me I didn't say that. You did not say yeah, that. I don't know. That, who. that wasn't me. Okay. Well. Okay. Somebody uh, somebody said that and it sounded really really scientificy, um, and and I believed it. So, but um, the 
you know, it seems like it would probably be the food source of the passenger pigeons that, uh, you know, went to farm fields or whatever it is that they did, rather than people hunting them. Do you? I just well, don't actually, feel like people could hunt the them to death. Thing, the ironic thing was once it was kind of becoming aware that the passenger pigeon, pigeon was, was declining in numbers, mm-hmm. more hunters said, oh, I need to get my chance at shooting a passenger pigeon. So... Ironically, they went out and shot more of them before they disappeared, so it, it increased the hunting of it. According to the Wikipedia story, there also uh, this is, so there's a suggestion here. They don't know, but the suggestion is that uh, the birds may have suffered from Newcastle disease, an infectious bird disease that was introduced in North America. So that could have been a, a factor as well. You know, the- I, I I just I, I'm completely uh, mystified as to how people could hunt them out of existence on a continent. The dodo bird, I got it, right? Like they're you know they're the the, the largest bird on a on a relatively small island, and they don't taste terrible. Um, I can see how they would get hunted out of existence, but it just I, it, it doesn't make any sense to if me. If this bird was Apparently, as it was commercially viable, it's what's surprising to me is that there wasn't some company started up to manufacture these birds. I mean, it was a relatively early. It was you know, a long time ago. That's for sure. So we'll bring it back. I know you had another question about military, and so we'll get to that here in a moment. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll free line. It's free talk live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Toll House Morsels. There are a million reasons to bake with Toll House. Find yours at VeryBestBaking.com. A balanced diet is important, but so is the occasional treat. Working with your kids to bake a dessert from scratch helps them to appreciate it even more, and it keeps them from resenting having to eat their veggies every other day. Plus, baking is a perfect excuse to spend time with your kids, since just being together is a treat. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash YourFamilyToday. You can bring up anything. Toll-free number for you is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features, and they are free. If you enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Enter Amazon through that link, and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. Whatever it is that you need to buy, They likely sell it. Dozens of categories, even used items if you need to save a few bucks. Plus, if you buy brand new, you can likely get free Super Saver shipping on whatever it is you're ordering. Go to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com, enter through that link, and FreeTalkLive gets a percentage. That's Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. And uh, if you're watching the cam at cam.FreeTalkLive.com, you have MemoryDealers.com to thank for it. They are now the new sponsor of uh, the cam. And they offer the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zenpex, X2s, and that are 100% compatible with all major networking uh, equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all networking and telecom accessory needs in stock and ready to ship overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com. If you don't know any of those terms, don't worry, neither did I. But uh, it's kind of a specialized uh, source, but the the principal over there at uh, Memory Dealers really likes Free Talk Live and really wants to support Liberty. If you know what those things are, you definitely want to talk to Memory (laughs) Dealers. You really do. 
They're cheap. They're I so know what those things are. Less expensive. I don't think I'll, I'll spare the audience the explanation. Yeah. That's good, because we've got to get back to the phones and the fun. 800-259-9231. We go back to, uh, to Jim, listening in Iowa. Now, Jim, you called in with the intention to discuss two things, and we held you through. Uh, we talked about animals and how uh, the, the, the free market is the best way to protect animals. And you agreed in the long run that uh, using coercive force is a really bad idea, so that means you must support the ideas of the, the free market then, right? I do, and that's, when I, that's why I should bring up my second point okay. of how the free market would address this one. Um, let's assume that the free market society that you and I both envision is occurring within a certain geographic location perhaps New Hampshire or somewhere bigger. Yeah. Um, it would be naive to think that at some point there wouldn't be some other group of people, an oligarchy or a dictator or another nation of individuals who do not feel the same way about liberty and have the intention of dominating the free market society with guns, tanks, cruise missiles, anything, and to conquer, in order to conquer, ravage, um, kill, enslave, whatever negative uh, verb you want to insert there, how would a free society protect itself without some type of bigger entity to to design the type of weaponry capable of countering other... a great question. How are the uh, insurgents in Iraq and Afghanistan doing against the biggest, most uh, well-funded, technologically advanced military in the world? Well, the Pashtuns are doing guerrilla warfare, and they've been surviving for thousands of years. The who are? Pashtuns. 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 Yeah. I don't know what that is. That's the people in, this, in Waziristan. This Where, Waziristan? Southern, southern Afghanistan. Gotcha. This is like a, like a geography course for you, isn't it? Yeah, I don't pay any attention to that stuff. I just know that uh, the, the, uh, the military isn't exactly having the easiest time with those folks because they're on their home turf, and uh, the, you know, they're not playing by the same rules as the military. And, and, uh, and, and the fact is they don't, that we would do better. The free market would do far better than they because uh, protection would be a service in demand. If people had the similar feel or the fear as you do, as many people do, they're always afraid that somebody's out there trying to get them, uh, then they would be able to hire private protection agencies who would be competing in the marketplace for the best protection services, the lowest cost, uh, and uh, they'd be innovating and coming up with uh, rat- radical new ideas that uh, certainly the government's military never would have thought of before. And it would be decentralized, so there wouldn't be uh, centralized military bases uh, for them to attack and, and take over. There wouldn't be some sort of government that they could uh, assume control over. I think that's the most important aspect of this, is that um, in, in, in this world that you're talking about, there isn't a capital for them to go and get. They don't hold a gun to the governor's head, and the governor says, okay, gov- New Hampshire's yours. They don't do that because um, you you actually would have to conquer every person. And I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's gosh darn difficult. You'd have to defeat not only every person. First, you'd have to defeat all of the protection agencies and all of the technology and and innovations that they've come up with. And every yucker dude who decided that they needed a a cruise missile in order to, to prove that they were the biggest man on the block. So it would be very difficult. Plus, you also have the fact that the uh, protection agencies could innovate neat things, and I'm, I don't know what they would come up with, but I can come up with some basic ideas like, oh, I don't know, assassination for uh, whoever it is that's ordering the attacks. So whatever this yeah, group they, is. You can believe that the government doesn't doesn't do anything like that. They don't want assassinations. Right, uh, because, right, right. The governments have interlocking agreements with one another, these rules of warfare, where it's basically, okay, we'll let the little peons uh, troops, they can fight it out with each other and kill 
kill one another, but us uh, in charge, we will never attack one another. We have an agreement, a gentleman's agreement, against assassinating one another, uh, but the private protection agencies would not have that gentleman's agreement, and if so, if some madman decided that he wanted to try to take over New Hampshire, uh, he would all of a sudden have quite a large bounty on his head, and the uh, private protection agencies would offer that bounty to anybody that uh, that would take him out, which could include the you know the the guy's right hand man. I mean, do you want to work for for Osama bin Laden or, or or Saddam Hussein for the rest of your life, or do you want to cash in and make twenty five billion dollars or you know twenty five million or whatever the uh, the arbitrary amount would be set at, and then live uh, sweet for the rest of your your days for turning in uh, the guy that was the the madman in the first place. So this is one idea as to uh, how things could uh, could play out. But Sam's been chomping at the bit to jump in here. No, the the one example that you guys didn't uh, touch on, and I think you've covered most of the bases, is that there are companies out there who are making a lot of money selling their products and services in the marketplace, and they they want to spread goodwill. They want to be seen as a leader helping the community advance and do things. Like when Walmart brings a truck full of water and ice to a hurricane uh, devastation. And if somebody's coming in and attacking and and they can use that as an opportunity to help this family defend itself from this foreign aggressor, that's something that I think, you know, defensive uh, assistance is something that I think companies would jump in and help out with. The Coca-Cola missile shield. Something. Okay, so if if I can understand correctly, you guys are proposing – Either think either families or individuals uh, personally defending themselves against tanks and armies, or would you also suggest that maybe these guerrilla fighters or individuals would group together to fight in large larger groups with each other to have a Did more? Did you miss the point about the private protection agencies, private organizations that would be uh, created in order to defend against such threats? So well, okay, you would have these private organizations, but it would eventually umbrella to a certain point where you have so many individuals within a certain uh, privacy, uh, a certain protection agency that's essentially becoming another government entity again. No, because governments are coercive. Uh, They're violent monopolies, and these are private agencies that are operating in a competitive marketplace, so no one is forced to purchase their services. Unless your house is threatened for being bombed, and this is the only protection agency on the block. Is, do you only well, have one plumber on your block? No, but it, it would be kind of it would it would be kind of silly to think that you would have lots and lots of big protection agencies that would be able to equip themselves with tanks, cruise missiles, jet fighters, etc. You have to have maybe one or two or three of those. Well, and I think I think it would be equally silly to think that one protection agency is going to come in. And, you know, provide a good service, get a lot of customers, and then over time start turning on those customers and not have some competitor come in and replace them in the marketplace. Yeah, whenever a market actor gets too greedy, uh, that becomes a market opportunity for somebody else who's in search of a profit. And you also are ignoring the uh, the point that Sam made about these companies looking to uh, to harness goodwill. Uh, the if if there's a company out there that's screwing over its customers and there's another company out there that's rescuing people just for the heck of it to show that they're a good company, then who's going to get the business? Thanks for the call, Jim. Appreciate the discussion. It was a good one. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airways. Remember the story out of India where hundreds of uh, poor people are buying private schools and the ones that can't afford to, uh, to are given it and by the, the private school operators. You know, those people in South Waziristan are defending themselves real fine against tech. Tanks and, and, and armies. Yep, there's more coming up here. It's Free Talk Live. 
Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks, and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Enough time for your call. If you make it now, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231 tonight. It's Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. Hey, uh, all the features there we give to you. And those features include our various different ways to listen into the program. We've got live streams, broadband, and dial-up versions, plus our webcam, as well as the Free Talk Live listen lines which is a way that you can listen in via your cell phone or any other phone that can dial long distance. Get all the details, tune in, listen.freetalklive.com. Doing a little bit of experimentation here uh, in the remaining moments of the program. We are connected to our network with a uh, a voiceover IP codec, an, an internet codec. Normally we use an ISDN line, so to those of our radio listeners, we may actually sound better because we're, we've got a much better sound quality, but maybe there's going to be some blips and some drops, so bear with us if you hear that stuff. We're just testing stuff out here. Uh, you're the one who hears this stuff. I mean, uh, most, these, most, most people are listening on AM radios, and <laughs> there's blips and drops all over the place, and they they're assuming it's uh, the you know the, the the an airplane flying over or something. If they if they even hear it at all. All right, so, uh, well, my, my board op's telling me there's a hiss. If it's bad, switch back to, uh, to ISDN. Anyway, we go on with your phone calls here at uh, 800-259-9231, and we talk to Dan listening in Georgia. Dan, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Sam, and Mark. Hey, guys. Hey, Dan, what's on your mind tonight? Well, uh, well I guess, first of all, you know, if you listen to or read a lot about economies and a lot of economics, there is don't believe that we have a free market. There hasn't been one except in the late 1890s. But, you know, that aside, I think most governments have used animals as more of a, uh, a tool to uh, attack and coerce other people, like uh, Buffalo Bill and all of that during the settling of the U.S. I mean, they killed off almost all the buffalo just to starve the Indians yeah. into submission. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, they sink nuclear uh, aircraft carriers and old submarines into the ocean to just get rid of them with uh, nuclear reactors that haven't been decommissioned. And this is who you want, (laughs) protecting animals. And I've lived in Austin, Texas, and, you know, they would take a piece of property away from people and say, oh, we're protecting the toad or the swallow or the owl or whatever it was. Ten years later, they sell it to some developer that's a crony of, you know, who's ever in power at the time, and they build apartment complexes on it. Yeah, and we have the EPA constantly expanding their authority and their purview. Nowadays, there are people who have puddles on their land that that have to go through all sorts of, jump through all kinds of hoops and things and do impact studies, and it's... It's so absurd. It's just another method of government stepping in to control people's lives, and they're using the animals, the environment, the climate, whatever they need to control you. Well, I think it all goes back to Agenda 21, and they're just using that as a mechanism to basically take everything from us. What is Agenda 21? Is that the U.N. thing? Yeah, that, that's the um, – there was the uh, – oh, what was it? The uh, Club of Rome – I think was their original name, 
and they came up with the uh, the plan for uh, the entire planet, how they were going to take care of the the um, the you know national parks, the the wetlands, and everything else, and like all even the uh, they call it uh, what do they call it harmonizing all the laws on the planet, you know, so that like there's uh, all the environmental laws are being harmonized, all the uh, uh, like building codes are even being harmonized mm. with Europe. Or, the EU, Canada, Mexico, the United States. So this is like a UN-approved set of code, basically. Yeah. It's a lot more than that. It gets into all sorts of things. They want to reduce growth. the size of the cities, put people in these high-rise buildings. where the, it, it, It's very strange. I haven't read the whole document, but I, I know it goes into a number of different things. Well, have you heard of the Enclosure Acts? that went on from, I think it was the 15th century forward in England. And that's how they got the peasants off the land. I'm not. not. Nope. And that had to do with poaching, where, you know, one time the agrarian societies there, and the, when they were more of a feudal society, they would, uh, you know, have joint, the, everybody in the village would share a field. You know, you'd graze there, you'd grow your crops there. But as the nobility decided they wanted to, move the peasants off the land and have it for themselves, which is about all England is now, they started up with what were called enclosure acts. And these were just laws that they would pass to take a piece of property and, make, and give it to an individual. And then that was the beginning of private property. And it was always given to the Lord, you know. It's funny how the peasants never got any of it. Thanks and for then, sharing And then if you poached on it, you were sent to places like uh, Australia. In fact, that's what most of the uh, criminals sent to Australia were, you know, poor people poaching on the Lord's property. Mm. Very interesting. I appreciate that. Any other <laughs> thoughts for us tonight, Dan? Oh, yeah, but that's probably enough. All right. Well, thank you for the call. I appreciate hearing from you tonight. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. So John Stossel is, uh, is booked. For Saturday night, which is great because I've always wanted to talk to uh, to John. I actually uh, met him briefly at one of the Free State Project Liberty Forums a few years ago. I think he came out of an elevator and, uh, you know, I, I said hello. Uh, he's very small. He's much smaller than he looks on Really? Television. He looks like a tall man. Hmm. Yeah, he's, he's short. Um, but, you know, really cool. Seems like a really cool guy. Uh, has had an amazing career where he uh, started as a consumer reporter and uh, was reporting on all the, the you know evil, bad businessmen. And, you know, there are some bad businessmen out there. But he ended up finding out that uh, the businessmen pale in comparison and <laughs> as far as their badness is concerned to the people calling themselves our protectors in government. And that's when he started to really uh, open his mind to the ideas of liberty. And now he calls himself a libertarian. There's a an, an article over at creators.com. That's the creator syndicate where he goes into detail about why he's a libertarian. And, and uh, so we're going to get John Stossel on the program. I talked to his, uh, his booking agent or whoever, uh, somebody over at Fox today. And uh, sounds like he's on for Saturday night. Uh, the only thing I'm waiting on is a phone number at which we can uh, reach him. He's apparently already agreed to uh, to come on the air with us. I don't know how long we're going to have him for. That's the other thing I need to find out is, is how we can call him and how long we're going to have him. But at the very least, we are expecting John Stossel to appear on the program this Saturday night. And I hope I have not jinxed it. Uh, 7 by announcing it? By announcing it. But you don't <laughs> want to not announce somebody like John Stossel. Yeah, I'd have to agree. 
so, I mean, over the years when we've had guests on the show, and we don't do it very often, uh, but over the years when we've had guests on the show, if I ever announce it in advance, something comes up. You know, the guest has to cancel. There's a technical difficulty. Uh, we can't get the guest on the air. And uh, so hopefully all will go smoothly this Jinxing weekend. is voodoo. I mean, yeah. like he's going to come on or he's not going to come on, and it doesn't yeah. matter whether you announced it or not. It Unless he doesn't like the matter. idea that you announced it. It seems to sometimes matter if I I know. I mean, I, causation, correlation, you know? Sure, sure. So, uh, by the way, he's an author as well. Uh, you know, he's written a couple books. Myths, Lies, and Downright Stupidity is one of them. And then the other one, Give Me a Break. And I read Give Me a Break. It's excellent. I've read excerpts of uh, Myths, Lies. I actually own it, but I haven't had a chance to actually get through it. The guy is, is doing more for liberty than most people in the media today. He is an out libertarian, and his new show is fantastic on Fox Business. He, he crafts his message in a way that really reaches out to the mainstreams yes. where they can see yeah, that's they can true. see the stupidity, they can see the insanity and the things that, that the bureaucrats are telling them, and he just has this, really? You, you really want me to believe that? That's the underlying message in his, in his stories, and they're just fantastic. And yeah, and he's actually got a, a, a team of researchers where we're just a bunch of yahoos on the yeah. yeah, on we the read radio. His stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so he he puts some real time into crafting his message, but of course that's what TV is about. You uh, right. you know you you're out there creating something, and you want to make sure it's as as polished as possible. Uh, and he's only doing an hour a week. Uh, his his Stossel show. Uh, you know, we're doing 18 hours uh, per week. He's doing an hour, and, and it's a great new format. If you haven't had the chance, go check it out. I believe it's available on their website over at Fox Business. Take a look at the program. Maybe if you have a question for him, he will hopefully be gracious enough to uh, to answer some phone calls. But that is coming up. Uh, I've watched a handful of, of his new show, and they're very good. I look forward to seeing uh, the rest of them because I've heard there was a really good one this last week where they actually had the pa- a panel discussion of what is libertarianism. Hmm. And so they brought in some radical libertarians and some of the not-so-radical ones. And I guess things got heated on the discussion of immigration. Ah. So uh, that... <laughs> I think will be uh, will be a lot of fun, and maybe we can uh, needle John and get him to answer some tough questions too. Who knows? We'll see what happens. And uh, so I'm excited this Saturday yeah. night, seven o'clock. It's Eastern a really time. big deal. Yeah, that's. A, I think that may be our biggest interview. I mean, Ron Paul's pretty big, right? Yep. We had Napolitano, Judge Napolitano. But on. Ron Paul was campaigning, so it's kind of expected that he's going to do radio interviews. Uh, Napolitano's big too. Big. I, I think John Stossel may be big, the biggest. He's been around longer. There's more coming up. He was the you know co-host of 2020 for a while. That's a pretty big thing. We'll see you tomorrow night. FreeTalkLive.com. In the meantime, thanks, Sam, from the. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com.